This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Yo, are y'all ready for the experience? My friend G. Gebrus from Lithuania joined our Tribe Design Facilitator training, I think on the first or second round. He's been there since we started this, and he is all in. He's ready to amplify the energy that we've been stewarding over the decade through different retreat experiences. And I would really peg him as a vibe designer, not only in the way that he can like create a festival, a festival atmosphere anywhere he goes, but also that he can create that feeling in the air. Maybe the feelings or the vibes that we're not even seeing. He seems to be a great channel for high energy, high activation. And he uh, actually has spent a lot of time what some people might judge to be getting high on, and maybe you'll say getting high on life or getting high with the aid of psychedelics. And I really took this breaking normal context to dive into that, particularly talking about mushrooms, LSD, different festivals, maybe better ways to use those. Because as I talk about in the podcast, I'm a big believer in the idea that sometimes medicine is actually in the poison and the poison's in the dosage. And a lot of times, metaphorically, the baby gets thrown out in the bathwater with some psychedelics because the dosage was so off, I would say, or the context was so off, or the setting was so off. So we, we synergize around those topics, maybe controversial, and may trigger you, but that's good. I would say that if you get triggered by any of these topics in this podcast or any podcast, to remember that triggering is probably from a reflection of something you don't like about yourself, something you want for yourself and you don't know how to get it, or something you don't understand about yourself. That's why I think it's so beautiful to meet so many superheroes around the world that share the same divine source, but they're individually expressing it and their human experience. I think that's really the magic and mystery of life. And to get more curious about that and less convicting seems to be a path of liberation for me. And G seems to be on that path. And I want y'all to, to get this experience. So hold on tight. I'll, I'm going to read one of y'all's reviews now that we have 100 five-star reviews on the podcast. And please keep uh, keep leaving them. I'm just scrolling down. I'm going to pick one. Here we go. Jaw Ready. <laughs> Who's Jaw Ready? I'm, I'm ready to find out who, who whose name that is. The title of his, his or her review is Pure Inspiration. Five stars. Wow. Daniel Eisenman offers us such a fresh and pertinent. Ooh, pertinent perspective. I have known Daniel personally over the years, and I am continue, continually blessed to be in his presence and to witness his energy and consciousness. Whenever I connect to his offerings in his presence, I feel so. I feel so inspired that I almost can't help but feel, I almost want to say rebirth. I am so grateful to have a brother like him in the world sharing his gifts, and I am very excited to be following this podcast as it continuously lights me up and assists me on my path of self-actualization, authenticity, and transparency within, within myself. If you are ready to become more of the awesome, awesomeness that you were created to be, I suggest following his journey, inviting these conversations into your daily life. Wow, who are you, Jaw Ready? It sounds like we might not, we might know each other. I'm just not familiar with your alias. Um, that's your inspiration is my, mine on that. So I want to hear about how you're inspired or whatever you're experiencing during these. So go ahead and pause this and leave a review, and it's going to be really helpful for more people to start breaking normal. And uh, maybe we'll see you out there in Austin, Texas, for the next International Tribe Design. Uh, keep it weird, y'all. Keep breaking normal. Welcome to the experience, y'all. I'm here with Gedrus. Gedrus. How do you say your last name? Gedrus Reklaitis. Where were you born? Lithuania. And um, how do we know each other, real briefly? Um, synchronicities led to me reading the Break Normal book and then following you on social medias and then somehow for some reason you were passing by through portland and i was like hey what's up let's meet up and uh that was a rabbit hole that's still still unfolding yeah the way i remember it is we had an awesome quantum consultation and those are for people that I, I was offering those and i still am uh, it's 11 minutes of communication beyond limitation i especially love doing them after someone is fresh uh, a fob fresh off the book the breaking normal book and um yeah gee you have a you have a unbridled g-force type of energy and um you ended up signing up for a facilitator training which uh by the way anyone that's listening to this and they want to join the next round i believe at this point we've decided to invite 22 people to join us on 2:22, I was born at 2:22 a.m. By the way, on June 1st. But um, and by the way, my youngest brother just gave his wife just gave birth to their 
first son. So I'm now an uncle uh, while we were at the Valley of Kings. We actually partaked in um, I, a little mushrooms and hit, her water broke at Mellow Mushroom. And I want to talk about mushrooms. I want to talk about all the allies that you partner with. Um, I, I, would you consider yourself a psychonaut? Or I want to talk about your experience with psychedelics and what they've brought to your life and what they seem to bring to other people's lives because I know that's a passion of yours. And I want to talk about the facilitator training. What do you think if someone's listening to this and they're like, oh, I want to be one of those 22 people? From your perspective, what would they anticipate and what would they most likely experience during the facilitator training? And so you just know the logisticals of that. What that looks like is we take people through a month-long training leading up to their first event where they partner with us and not only experiencing the event, all in, but they also support us. They shadow us. We have some powwows to get them ready for the next event where they'll actually be facilitating and co-facilitating something. And you've been doing this. Uh, even you kind of skipped ahead because on your first first tribe design in Washington, you actually I went all in. Yeah, you you brought the festival with you. You're like a moving festival. Um, so G does these G spot experiences. And what what is the G spot experience? What if, what is this G spot experience you've brought to tribe design? I would say it was. A container where people can feel comfortable, relaxed, and pleasured with various sensations. So whether it's sound, it's some smell of essential oils or incense, it could be colors, moving tapestries, light show. To put people into really altered state of consciousness just from the environment. The environment is so different than what most people are used to. So just being in an environment, it already takes people out of the regular patterns of thinking, of feeling, of behaving, and something new. Next level, new level experience. Yeah, I love shaking it up and making life more sensational and make and making the stories more mysterious and curious rather than like convicting and people, like rather than people thinking they know exactly what's going on to be more in awe of the mystery that's happening right now for all of us. And yeah, I think maybe the mystery this just product there was nothing sexual. There's nothing sexual about it. It was just bald because my name people referred to me as G and it was G's spot. So oh, oh, <laughs> for yeah. the listeners so that is just a little bit more clear. There's <laughs> yeah, well, G G brings the G spot experience with them, and I could see how that has a strong sexual <laughs> innuendo. innuendo. Um, and I will say there is a sexual nature. I do believe our creative nature is sexual. Um, that, as a human being, one of the most miraculous things, especially with my brother just giving, having his first baby and you hanging around Davina, that we, actually me and you, and with another woman, we can create a new human being. Isn't that crazy? That's miraculous. And with technology these days, I don't know if we actually even need a woman. <laughs> I don't know what they can do, whoever they are. I don't know what they can do. So um, <clears throat> that being said, You'll be in Austin. You're actually going to be uh, – now this is like the Tier 3, and you're going to be facilitating the event in Austin March 22nd, not only for the 22 people that decide to join the facilitator training, but anyone that joins the event with Kenny and Carlos. You, Kenny, Carlos, and G, and I'll be coming this time as a support shadow and an attendee and special guest. So the tables have turned, and you're going to be carrying the torch along in a lot of ways for tribe design, it seems. Um, what would people anticipate? Like, what's the tribe design facilitator training done for you? Has your life changed much since we've met, and in which direction? And oh, absolutely! I would say just the impact after the first one. I remember coming back home and telling Tiffany, "said Baby, if you don't come to the second one, I think our life lines, our timelines may sh may just separate because it was so impactful. I've learned so much." in a way of to communicate and express and also accept other people's expression. So the first event was a catalyst and the whole facilitator training at least for me it was a it was a permission for myself to be myself and to do things that I was doing before but in a more conscientious, more mindful way. So there were little details added to what I was doing, like initiation, how to lead people into the experience, but also allow myself to shine. All these gifts that I had before, everything that I was carrying and hiding from the world, thinking that nobody cares about, it was just like, let's experiment. Let's see how people will like it. Let's see 
let's see what will the feedback be and it was a safe container where the experimentation was allowed and people's feedback was welcome and that whole turned out into something that realized it wasn't just a hobby it was it was beyond that and what is this that you're alluding to or that? the experience or, or what is the experience like the experience what were you taking people through and what did tribe design add to that experience yeah holding the vibe like creating amplifying whatever is happening so if there's some lights or music needed adding that to the scene if there's if there's uh somebody needs some clearing of the energy of the room adding that if somebody needs some space that to facilitate something deeper adding that and um, I, one of the things I know I, I mentioned the mushrooms right in the beginning I think your beard is scratching the microphone no. just so, yeah a little bit <laughs> it's a nice beard you have <laughs> that beard has gotten better since we've known each other too <laughs> I would say overall, you just like look better and healthier and more vital since when I first met you, which it seems to be the case for a lot of people I meet in my life, and I and I trust that has something to do with I believe it only gets better. So maybe I'm projecting that upon other people, or maybe I'm reflecting that reality for other people, because I believe it's always now. And if we don't realize that it's always getting better, I'm not sure what what a better what better belief there is to serve us. Yeah, circling back to like what was changed, I think now now as you're saying this, it was. So many people I've met in my life before where if I do something and they're not doing it, like, why are you doing this? This is silly. How are you going to make money? And and I would just be exposed to, like, this stream of thought which would suppress my expression. I'm like, I'm just expressing and I'm doing this fun. And somehow in tribe design, someone when you saw, like, hey, do more of it. Like, why aren't you doing more of it? You like it? Do it. And it was like, wait, is it okay? Is it okay to just do this? And, like... It was mind blowing at first. Like, is it okay to just be me, like as I am? And <laughs> so weird. But that empowerment that that you and Tyson and Frank J and and the whole tribe design was giving was really like I felt like I was some kind of a seed that continuously being watered with some really clean spring water, and then it grew, it grew, it grew, and I felt more empowered, and then. I would give to people and people give me feedback and I could adjust something and I give back and it was just this cycle of life reciprocation of giving and getting back and like I feel I feel so much more powerful so much more expressive like in whole new ways just owning owning that who I am yeah to me I it's a there's a big difference between a vicious cycle or a vicious circle versus a uh, upward spiral or a positive feedback loop that it seems like that you've experienced at tribe designs like getting being in a space where you are completely your, completely yourself and that might not look like everyone else is being completely themselves so we shift from a place of groupthink where everyone's thinking alike to a place of heart sync where they're actually thinking differently, disagreeing, and still supporting one another mm. and sharpening each other's swords rather than trying to put each other down. So I'm happy. I, I see that in you. I see that you're flourishing through this experiencing and you're learning these experiences and you're learning by being yourself. You might offend some and you might empower some. And really, that's not what you're mostly responsible for. You're mostly responsible for being the best version of yourself. And I think you're doing that. So thank you for that. And then how much of that, uh, how much of who you are do you think has to do with our friends that we mentioned earlier? Uh, we'll start with the mushroomies. I would just say straight up psychedelics. You know, <laughs> it's mushrooms. Um, how much has to do with mushrooms? And how much is, like, I know you're partly living in Portland because you're anticipating the, uh, the, liberation of the prohibition Oregon psilocybin initiative 2020 ballot yeah okay cool so mushrooms psilocybin mushrooms they grow wild in nature correct absolutely um anytime something that grows wild in nature the one man tells another man that if they embark if they experience that wild nature that they're going to be in trouble i'm suspicious so i'm happy that oregon and maybe even new mexico from my understanding has um are taking initiatives to uh, take the ban off individuals interacting with nature, such as mushrooms or maybe other parts of nature. What do you What do you think? Why are Why have mushrooms been prohibited? Because they haven't always been prohibited, correct? 
there's so many conspiracy theories and theories why they've been prohibited saying that somebody wants to suppress our thinking or consciousness expansion in the end i believe everybody acts from some kind of a good will and and these medicines are so strong that if if they get into the hands of a novice of a rookie they can create a lot of damage so i can see there's some of the protection in there added and um uh, for the people, they probably got, because they contain the DMT, which is Schedule 1 substance in the, um, within the mushroom, that's that's how the plant became illegal. If it grows on the ground, it's legal. If we pick it up, it automatically somewhat, by some paper, by somebody's decision, it became a substance that we cannot no longer use. But anyways, the gift of mushrooms or of any psychedelics in my experience was just expanding my state of being what was i missing what was i not seeing and for as i was growing up i somehow learned this behavior of suppressing my own feelings and a time of my life came where i was just very apathic nothing was I was just numbing myself down with as much drinking and smoking and everything just so I can feel less. And then one time, somebody shared with me mushrooms. I would, had no idea what we were doing. He, j he just dropped the bag on a table. We were eating them like potato chips while drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, and eating sushi. And it happened. It was whole new level of experience i was i would say i was considering myself before uh, not a believer in god not a believer in spirituality not a big believer in something that is i cannot see and touch and after that experience everything changed and it, because i was shown something that i was not seen before how do i know what i don't know <laughs> and that was like some something showed me that there's something else. There's something much more to this experience that we're witnessing, whether we call it dimensions or whatever. Like labels are, labels are just to categorize. But moving through that, that's the gift. That's the gift. And as I believe that, as a sentient, as a free human being, I have a right to experience my different states of consciousness, just like I can go to gym. And I can exercise my physical body. I can take various things to alter my chemistry to change the flavor of the experience right now. Well, that brings it a lot. First of all, in my opinion, uh, psilocybin mushrooms, for most people, or for, at least from my experience, seem to be uh, at a really small dosage. They, they seem to be a workout for the nervous system. They seem to be like a healthy amplifier and balancer of my nervous system. So that's one thing that I want to say personally about that that those mushrooms in particular and then it's also interesting that you've probably experienced you've probably taken a lot more mushrooms and other 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 psychedelics than your average person and how you I, I believe when people people take on traits of their environment and that includes not only what they're watching or eating but also what they're consuming beyond food um, whether it's psychedelics or spring water and I think the, with all the the environmental psychedelics you put yourself in, whether it's in festivals or in your own room, that you've taken on that energy of becoming an amplifier for people's energy. And mm. how you described, I've hung out around more springs than most people I've ever known. And I like that you described uh, your experience of me and this exper tribe design experience as being like spring water for your soul or for your nurturement. So wow, I just I, I can see wow. I think that's pretty cool. I want to take a note of that. So um, like if someone has never taken mushrooms before, what would be your uh experience? What would be your perspective if they're interested? What do you have a prescription of how they may want to experiment with it for the first time, or not at all, or is it for everybody? Just like for someone, say Davina is now a 16 years old, and she's like, I, 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 I've seen y'all taking these mushrooms a little bit here and there. I'd like to try some. What would you tell her? Mm, wow. What would I tell Davina? Someone I 
care so deeply for it. And she's somewhere between 16 to 20 years old at this point, and she's interested in expanding her dimensions of consciousness or experiences of consciousness through experimenting mm. with mushrooms. Let's start with the mushrooms. I would definitely start engaging in a conversation first and not trying to suppress and say no, even though some scientists say under 25 the brain is not fully developed and it can cause damage but i think much at least from what i've seen much more damage is caused when people try to hide try to go do it with friends they don't know the dosage they don't know the strength they go and and uh, when the famous set and setting is not right set so and setting the internal world and the external world with the experience um somebody young maybe hiding and try to suppress this that would expand down the whole suppression and it can send what some people call bad trip so that's something i would never want for anyone to happen because these powerful medicines are healing they have so much healing potential if someone's curious they may be that there's some kind of a calling for that there may be that because not everyone's also interested i've talked i've spoken with so many people and some people consider me crazy like how can you even like possibly do this you can go crazy I'm like yeah but that's just the cost of it anyways going back to divina i would most likely start on a microdose initiate like i'm mean, just microdose path and explain very clearly that this medicine will make her much more sensitive to the environment she would have to be much more attuned to what her body is doing. So things like breath work, healthy eating, water consumption, stretching will be very key components to to benefiting from mushrooms. Maybe one of the first thing I would say, like, why are you even interested in mushrooms? Are you looking for, because these days I see people looking for another Prozac, another Valium. They're like, oh, I've read Mushrooms Heal Depression. Maybe I'll take a mushroom and I'll be healthy all of a sudden. But that's not how they work. It's a completely different medicine. It's not something that's prescription prescribed. It's, it changes how we feel by changing our life, by changing how our thoughts, by changing everything. It's like if for something to change, everything has to change. It's not just small little detail. And these medicines really have this way of showing us exactly what is, where is this discomfort, where is this confusion, where is this something that we want to eliminate from our experience? What is this? What's the reason of it? If we can focus on it, it teaches us a lesson. So it has to, you know, why are you interested? Is it because you've never, because your friends are talking about it? Because you've read it, it's healing cessation? Maybe you just don't even know. You're just interested in there's some kind of a calling. And if so, maybe a few days of microdosing and then full two and a half grams of experience in a very safe, very comfortable, very grounded setting where the person can... I love how John, uh, John Hopkins Institute does it. It's it's um, You don't have to be in the jungle. You don't have to be in a super, some super... Um, ultra spiritual environment it can be someone with the Bose noise cancelling headphones on a bed really closing the eyes and going deep feeling deep into the experience knowing that there's guardians right next to you someone to support you someone to bring you water somebody if you if somebody gets confused to lead them to the bathroom those little details of creating this trusting relationship with somebody who's have already been through many initiations and know what may potentially happen is the key. Doing it by themselves, how I did it by myself, I would say had I had less ego and actually asked for people <laughs> instead of saying that I will figure this whole by myself, my journey would have been much more pleasurable and uh, maybe faster. Yeah, that reminds me, the last thing you said, <clears throat> of a major theme of the experiences that we've been cultivating with tribe design, um, <clears throat> that a happiness shared is a happiness doubled, and a sorrow shared is a sorrow halved. Mm. Or if Alex Supertramp from Into the Wild um, would say that happiness is not real, real unless it's shared. And that's something that I find very fascinating. And as you were speaking as well, I also thought about this podcast I may have listened to a long time ago. I think it was like Daniel Vitalis and someone else. It might have been one of the Leary brothers. And what I remember from it is um, them 
hypothesizing that people that do such things as like oil drillers, people that are like arguably it could look that like they're raping the earth, whether they're polluting the earth or raping it or taking resources at um, like a really rapid rate that could be diminishing the resource for other people so they can make more money. They said that what I remember them saying is that those people might have a mushroom deficiency, like that they may have not. They they were saying that what I remember them saying is they don't think that people could take those type of psychedelics and then continue in that type of workplace. So that might be another reason it's illegal to make sure people are being good workers for these ploys that are somewhat controversial, especially if they're extracting natural resources from the earth at a rapid rate. Do you have any, do you resonate with that? Do you think that's true? What do you, what do you think mushrooms are? Do you think mushrooms are just here on earth randomly or? I definitely think that after like, so there's multiple levels of the experience of mushroom from microdosing to really speaking to extraterrestrial beings, which even, even a scientist can be who never believed in that. And yeah, if, if some oil driller experiences this kind of a connection to Mother Earth, this complete disintegration of ego connection to something beyond, something beyond mind, beyond heart, beyond what was ever felt before. And if that person is able to surrender really and experience that, they will not be able to hurt environment anymore. It would be just... Uh, un unless there would be a lot of suppression afterwards happening because I've also seen people who experience that divine and they're like oh my god what is this and coming back to the old ways um, there's still a path however mo I, I, f at least from what I've read from, from all these different biographies or, or just anecdotal evidence online where people are sharing their experiences on Arrowhead and other places. One experience can dramatically change life, can dramatically shift. Why are you, some people may not even be aware that what they're doing is hurting. Some people may not even be aware why they're doing, what is that, or that they can be doing something else, or that something else is possible and I noticed, and I was in those shoes where I was just, I was told what to do, I was put into some kind of a pattern to obey, to be seem like I'm a good person, and then I thought if I just do this, everything will be fine, I will be loved, I will be accepted, I will, everything will be just, just stay in these parameters. But when they got shattered, they became building blocks for new parameters for meeting new people, for meeting new, ex for engaging in new experiences, for being in the different places of the world. So there may be some people who don't want all of us to experience something beyond because it just, it, it would be hard to control. <laughs> what happened if one day everybody realized that what we're doing to the planet is sick, what we're doing to ourselves is, it's illness, it's a virus. We're not acting from the highest good for anybody but somebody else who told us what how to how to act and then somehow for some way these plant medicines they, they're almost like it, for those who have not had this experience it will be hard it will be crazy to hear but they it feels like they have a consciousness of them of their own there's this communication happens it's not it's not like when i go into experience and something happens for me it's all like uh, chemical as if i'm taking a prozac well or, or even though i've never taken a prozac but i would imagine chemically just something gets altered there's something powerful some kind of a message there's some kind of a being paul stamets is such a wonderful researcher in the, all the history it seems like we have more mushroom dna in our bodies than plant dna so mushrooms were before plants. Mushrooms, like there's something. About our lips, our not lips. Our 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 digestive system is designed to break down psilocybin into psilocin and psilocin into the compounds that create the DMT that creates that magical experience. If there was no reason for the nature for us to have that, 
Like, why would nature create it? Nature doesn't make mistakes. Nature would not create that. There's something so much powerful. Maybe there is the reason. Maybe there is some kind of a... Maybe this this is a tool. I look at it as a tool. Like, a phone is a tool to call my mother. Mushroom is a tool to call planet Mother Earth. Like, hey. What's up? I know I've been uh, different places. I need some help. Can you help me, Mother? Mother Earth. Can you cleanse me? Can you purge me? Can you become my can you help me make my experience lighter? That enlightenment that people are seeking for. It's not for me what I've learned it is not just some spiritual end of spiritual journey where everything's just somehow in some <laughs> perfect in one way or another, whatever that means. It's a continuous path of shedding layers. Continuous continuous journey of stopping opening the backpack taking a look clearly of what am i carrying so if there's something not serving me i take it off but to do this in my in, at least that's in my experience for me to do this with my regular normal state of consciousness i could not i could not see these patterns i was just not seeing i thought that was me but when all that shattered all of I was brought back to the ground where I thought I've died. I could see all these. I could see the patterns. I I get triggered by certain things my girlfriend do because I've maybe have seen my father getting triggered by things, and that's how I learned to respond to these environments. Maybe I'm afraid to talk about certain things because somebody told me something from the past and these memories, glimpses, get back to me in all these different ways. Traumas that have not been expressed, have been so suppressed within me, were emerging, were showing me. And through the practice of other modalities, again, I want to emphasize, mushroom is by itself is not the holy grail I'd say it's 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 a great uh, addition to everything else. If I'm moving my body and allowing energy to flow, there's I can find with more ex- expanded state I can find where is it not flowing and that resistance so I can clean it up. If I'm eating healthier, it also allows me to feel more. If I'm if I'm doing breath work while different experience, I'm so I'm I'm like charging my body in so many different ways it's it's nutrient sufficient it's oxygen sufficient it's physically sufficient and now i'm adding this extra spice and i'm seeing where this is gonna take me i'm like i'm massive radio station and i'm now amplifying to see what 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 other spectrum of the experience i can i can feel what was the question um, you the tool of the mushroom. It's funny you mentioned, like paint the picture of it being a tool for experiencing life and calling Mother Nature. I, lo- I love that idea. You can ca- pick up the phone and call your mom, or you can pick up a mushroom and call Mother Earth. And um, once again, I just want to remind everyone: if you are inspired to <clears throat> do your own exploration rather than reading the laws of another man, uh, but choosing what's best for you be very mindful these are once again very powerful tools and be very mindful of a of a credible source going out and just picking mushrooms randomly i don't think me or you are at all encouraging that even people that really know what they're doing know the risk of that um but i i was thinking in the mario game have you ever played mario or luigi where they oh, get yeah. energy by eating those mushrooms they kind of look like the psychedelic emoji well it looked like amanita muscaria the the red mushroom with bl- white dots which is in Siberian traditions considered one of the, it's like Siberia region psychedelic mushroom. I've tried it. It's nothing. It for me, I I didn't like it. I felt like I was poisoned. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've heard a little bit about that. There's an awesome another podcast. It seems like seemingly a pot. This is a big topic for podcasters because I think there's so much mixed information from people that have the incentive to get people not to use them. And then there's so much mixed information for people. They do use them. They go crazy. And then, and then there's the mixed information because the way I eat a banana, I'll react differently when I eat a banana than you will. And I'll react differently when I eat the same amount of mushrooms as you will. And I think they're amplifiers of uh, the subconscious. For one thing, you were saying these patterns that you might not be aware of. 
And they can also, I think, show people the unconscious, which could be even a whole different experience. That might be where someone experiences something not even of their own their own human life. Collective subconscious, yeah. Um, but then you mentioned Paul Stamets, and I thought about all these great thinkers that do speak about uh, the psychedelic or the mushroom movement or bringing more awareness to those in a loving way as being very special people, very energized people, whether it's like Paul Stamets or one of the Leary brothers or Stan Groff. Um, and then, and then also the mushroom you mentioned. What's the name of that one with the, the white dots? That's Amanita Muscari. That one I recently listened to a podcast with Aubrey Marcus and the founder of um, On It. Yeah, he's the founder of On It, but he interviewed the founder of Four Sigmatic, and they talked about how those mushrooms are actually a lot to do with the myth of Christmas. And, yeah, and flying reindeer, and the, the, <laughs> I guess you those type of mushrooms they uh, traditionally would find under a. Christmas tree and they would hang them on the Christmas tree as ornaments to dry them out and then they would take them on uh, the shortest day of the year to have this experience but I've also heard they're yeah, extremely there's gnarly. There's so many synchronicities and, and then you can see these images, people have found images of that mushroom in Christian kind of uh, icons or like <laughs> yeah, it's pretty and trippy. red and white and then Santa Claus was like what? Well now that we're almost 33 minutes in and we've only got to the mushroom another um psychedelic that reminds me of mushrooms it is but this one is man-made and i think it's something that you're also familiar with uh lsd oh yeah what is the difference for you what, like what why lsd versus mushrooms what lsd versus mushrooms what's what's going on in the simplest way for me is lsd is a most pure amplifier so it's it doesn't add anything of its own into the experience mushroom will add that Gaia connection, will maybe sometimes for me get cloudedness. Um, mushroom will also send me to communication with actual mushroom consciousness. So it's almost like I'm tuning into some, I mean, mushrooms grow, they have these networks, they're connected with all the beings underground, and we don't even know that quantum mushrooms may be the internet of all the plants in the world, because they're just all intertwined. And when you look under the world, it looks like these wires of cables. So mushroom has definitely that organic aspect, that motherly connecting. LSD, or otherwise called acid, is... Uh, pure amplifier of whatever I'm feeling. If I'm feeling joyful, it will take that to a whole new level. And 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 also it's even like on a dosage. There there's just there's one thing to just say like what is LSD? Because LSD on a microdose is, is a completely different thing than a one uh like a hundred microgram dose and then if we 3x that it's a completely different experience and if we 5x that it's an again it's it's even hard to to describe because even in itself the same medicine depending on a quantity that's ingested can be uh can be a whole new level but in in short summary lsd is the purity of psychedelic experience at least personally for me because then i can i can choose where i want to go if I'm on the beach, I'll put my hands on the ground and I'll meditate and I'll go to Gaia. If I'm producing music, I'll go deep into the musical notes and I'll just get lost in in the uh, sensations that come from from sound vibrations. If I want, if I'm in, uh, if I want to heal, I'll go. Maybe I'll put some candles, some incense. I'll I'll go in my bedroom and I'll I'll focus on my heart area and I'll see what am I not feeling to really amplify that. Maybe I need to cry. Maybe I need to just have some physical shaking vibrations to release that yeah yeah these are these are big topics and I, I know something that keeps coming up about around these topics is the, is the setting so once again no one on here or any of these podcasts i trust you'll hear encouraging you to go drive to a mall while on lsd or mushrooms or whatever your pick of that that time is um and I, th I find that very interesting. Like for me, mushrooms, if I've taken mushrooms and I uh, go to a spring, like where mushrooms grow, I love being in that. That's my favorite setting, like taking mushrooms when I'm in a place where mushrooms grow. And I've never done a big dose. I've only done smaller dosages. That I'm a big believer in this idea. And, and I know it's different in the psychedelic wor world, but a general belief of the, the uh, medicines and the poison and the poisons and the dosage. And um, 
I so I I'm pretty and I think I almost have a calling with my dad being a pharmacist for him not allowed legally to explore those and me not I I actually studied to become a pharmacist then I was like oh then I'll become a doctor and I was like oh I actually won't do either one of those that's does it seems a little too normal the regulations seem a little too much for me like it doesn't seem as liberating as it did seem compressing so anyways I have I'm not, I don't have a farm I don't have a degree. Like, uh, I have even had a chiropractor once come to me and be like, man, you're so lucky that you can share these ideas with people because I would lose my license if I did that. And I was like, well, maybe you want to lose your license. It's, it's so funny how people can limit themselves with a license or a badge or something. Uh, but the the setting, the setting, it's like uh, what, uh, mushrooms have taught me maybe I don't even belong to go into a mall. Maybe I'm not supposed to hang out in a mall. Whether I'm on mushrooms or not, I've become more sensitive to the craziness, the crazy blue lights, the crazy like tight corners, the crazy consumerism, the crazy lack of fresh air, yes. the crazy uh, chlorinated water, this like machine maze to get people to buy things and distract them. No wonder mushrooms don't like me being there and it's taught me like maybe i'm not supposed to be there regardless of all mushrooms or not because that's just amplifying my experience oh, so i'm yeah go ahead go i ahead. would say it's not like in my experience it's not that mushrooms are saying don't do this it's not like mushroom is sitting on my shoulder it's more like we are all this is not natural we are already that's not our world this is not what we were born to do this is not how we were born to be but we were conditioned I'm gonna like many of us were conditioned to live that way, to behave that way, and look at all the why the world has so much depression, so much anxiety, why suicidal rates between 14 and 24 among males are so sky high, kids are killing themselves, people are eating more drugs than ever before. It's not because everything is so freakishly great and everybody's just like from that greatness wants to disconnect themselves tune out and just freaking die there's it, there, and from those experiences when we become more sensitive to that environment like wow i really don't want to be here i really don't want to buy this gmo tomato because i really like I, just by touching organic tomato i start feeling different sensation which is more pleasurable by entering this room i feel more pleasurable than entering that room by engaging with this book, it's more pleasurable than with that. And when I say more pleasurable, am I constricted and tightening up and it's fear, fight or flight, or it's more surrender, flow, grace, and really joy of being. And that's what, for me, when I was becoming more sensitive, I was becoming more sensitive, and that's why I was able to attune my environment so much better. I'm like, yeah, these are not the right people. This feels better. This is not the right food. This is the right food. That's not right. Slowly, little by little, making these conscious changes over the last six years is what led me to the, one of the most amazing places in the world as we are here right now recording in Hawaii. And we just had one of the most amazing transformations yesterday in the Vaipio Valley. And how did it all, all link up? It's because I just trusted and taking that one step towards something that I've felt internally was better and real briefly i know we've dove a little bit into the mushrooms now and the lsd what are other um, medicines that you're familiar with i just want to like to know uh, maybe a list and then i want to start talking about maybe more experiences that you're familiar, familiar with. Yeah. or familiar the, or experience myself however you want to answer that yeah just so we can go through a, a variety of lists if, if anyone has to reach out to you and maybe they have a question about mdma or something and like maybe gino's oh mdma thank you for bringing this up by far the best medicine for anybody <laughs> once a lifetime for anybody i don't think i would be in my relationship right now if it wasn't for mdma because i was just a person who would never learned to how to share my emotions and my feelings with a female before and through those experiences we were able to really create one of the best relationships i had or and people ask us about how can we communicate this deeply was from mdma was from learning what is full love not just hearing about it but yeah so mdma okay let me I, I, it sounds like mdma commercial i would say very toxic highly addictive once in a lifetime or maybe a couple times in a lifetime kind of thing to do 
but definitely avoid at any cost at for longer periods because I've seen people really damage themselves from uh, we don't know like so far there's not, not enough scientific studies to support what is exactly happening but it looks like there's there's a toxification that the serotonin doesn't come up back at the same levels and people can just not feel if they if they indulge for way too much so once again, think about the dosage here. Not only for one dose, yes. but longevity dosing. This is, once again, not a promotion for y'all to go do any of these things as much of as an exploration with someone that has ex tinkered a lot. Um, so, I mean, and, and how so do people reach out about, to you? Uh, like MDMA, right? Let me just go back over. Like, it's a really powerful medicine and can help people. I've had experiences, but now I, like, even in a festival setting, I do use it. I would only use MDMA in a therapeutic setting with another person from either either if I feel like there's so much trauma that I'm not aware of that I'm like really depressed or unable to express myself I would probably see like what is it why do I hate myself so for a person who are hating themselves depressed or anxious that is or that is one of the great things other like um I love I love also organic things, so I mostly stayed with mushrooms and like I I would say in my microdosing thing with mushrooms. But another gr very interesting thing that I've experimented with recently was um, uh, was a, a venom from a toad, Bufalvarius, and it was called 5-MeO-DMT, which so many people said that it's like the pinnacle of psychedelics like there's nothing beyond that it's the highest experience and something around me where, who um also part of me chases for experiences um and like want to see what is it like how does it the, how does it do it and i've experimented with that and i would say there's that very thin line between using this kind of a thing to disengage or engage with the world so on a <laughs> we can t take these medicines and talk to aliens talk to gods talk to whatever we think that that is and what i found myself is that these are the worst experiences because they're so hard to integrate how do i know if i talk like what is this god said or like how do i even remember what's right and i come back and i get just more confusion but when the but when I'm taking these medicines to really at the, at at that threshold level where I'm not disconnecting to another realms, I'm still staying here. I'm still staying with myself. I'm still staying with my sensations, and I and because they're amplified, I'm more able to deal with them. That's where for me and people around me that we do this with the healing actually happens. Yeah, I, it reminds me of the idea that a tool and a weapon are so subjective depending mm. on who's holding it, Absolutely. how are they using it, where is it pointing, what's in the weapon or what's in the tool. So You can choke me with the headphone that you're wearing right now if you want <laughs> to. I, I don't want to right now, but I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we, yeah, and I want to talk, you mentioned the festivals. I know we're, we, you're about to catch a flight to Maui from here on the Big Island. We've had quite the experience in the Big Island. What's your summary? I mean, the, this Big Island trip is a, an experience, a freaking festival of sorts. It may have not been one that was scheduled and promoted to the mass public, but we just went on a festival around the Big Island in a way, uh, a festive adventure. What, what, have we, what do you remember from this trip so far? Like, if we can just start rapid-firing some of your experiences here on this, what is known to be the root chakra of the Hawaiian Islands, the newest island. It's where new Earth is being birthed for the last 30 years, lava hitting the ocean, creating new land. And for the first time in about 30 years or so, right before, a little bit before we arrived, it's the first time there's no red lava on this island. So I find that interesting and cool good timing but what has been some of your summary of being here on the big island reminder of how much environment can can change the state how i feel or like not necessarily change but impact and how seemingly same area can be so different so i could not believe at first that on one side of the island it's a desert like burning man and on the other side of the island it's tropical forest like peruvian jungle like i somebody told me but i just could not believe that i said well maybe they're over exaggerating maybe that's just not true and then i'm like whoa this can be it so there's can be this very rapid change be aware of your environment and how it makes you feel and how you feel in different places and then freaking synchronicities 
one thing leading up to another, the right people showing up at the right time to bring the next best thing for my evolution, and not just my evolution, but for the evolution of me and people around me, my partner, my friends, my tribe. Every single day, I, I felt like this was just such a flow. And for those who are listening, if you've ever experienced those synchronicities, those omens, imagine like getting every hour something to reconfirm that yes, you're on the right path. Yes, you're doing the right thing. Yes, do that, not this. Oh, you wanted to do that? Sorry, the Airbnb got cancelled. But don't worry, there's better house for half the price. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> yeah, and you're taking off to Maui today, and I think you're not gonna be—you're gonna be shocked about how amazing that is as well. So, congratulations on that. And you mentioned Burning Man. You've been to three tribe designs now. Is that correct? Three tribe, three designs. tribe designs, and you're going to be facilitating the next tribe design. Yes, uh, man, you've been to so many different festivals. Wait, can you list off some of the festivals you've been to? Um, some of my favorite, yeah, let's hear definitely. Or oh, something. My first festival was Burning Man. Okay. Never knew what a music festival was, and then my friend said, "Go there," and I. It was a transformational AF. <laughs> uh, then the second, probably my most favorite though festival, that the one that I would, if all of them were disappear and there's only one left on the planet, will be Beloved, on the West Coast, uh, by some of the most amazing people. Um, really heart-centered festival. I feel like. I'm home, like everyone's my family. I feel like just huge tribal gathering of beloved creatures. And I love Burning Man regionals, so whether it's Washington or Oregon or some some uh, people who take that, take that vibe of Burning Man of how can we volunteer to co-create something together? How can they bring something? Instead of coming to a festival, or what can I get? I paid $500, I wanna get something from this festival. It's like, okay, I paid 100 bucks, but what can I give? What kind of experience can I create for somebody else? Maybe I'll bring some bacon. Maybe I'll open a jar of pickles. Maybe I'll make tea for the evening. Maybe I'll create kava lounge, or maybe I'll bring a dab rig and some music for people to dance to. Those are my favorite because I, I meet so many people who are living in that state of expression who want to share themselves who want to give their gifts who want to who just want to feel how good it feels when we share that what wants to come through us well so you you've such a wide variety of experiences how did because I haven't done I haven't been to Burning Man I haven't been to Beloved even though I've I've thought about both and especially Beloved I thought I was almost about to go to the one you went to how does all this compare to your experiences at Tribe Design because Tribe Design seems to be like a festival retreat hybrid where in my opinion everyone gets to be seen and known maybe even more so than they've ever been by this whole group of people maybe even more than their family or significant others up to that point it's kind of like a a new standard for a relation. How, how how would you describe like if some because a lot of people listening to this podcast they might won't be interested in joining your event our event in uh, Austin Austin coming up and then some events in Hawaii that we feel uh, like it's about to come be coming up traveling retreats yeah. <laughs> um can you say it again yeah like what is the difference like why go to Burning uh, Man why? versus Beloved versus Tribe Design I'd say they all have different flavors of experience what I loved about Tribe Design is that there's no place to run away and uh it's this intimate when we especially when we got that beautiful house and the coast of oregon mansion but we're all together there's a group cooking there's group chilling at this fire there's a group dancing but everyone's constantly engaging constantly fostering that next level communication that we're learning on the first couple days and that when 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 I'm engaged with it used to be that when I was engaged with other people that I haven't met before sometimes when there's some kind of a friction I would be I would tend to like avoid them so not to like go any deeper in that instead of really understanding why am I experiencing this friction why am I unable why am I restless around this person why am I just not a not finding connection 
and that would be the biggest experience burning big festivals is something that is definitely a way to celebrate life but there's so many people and sometimes the attention gets diluted and sometimes to make those really deep meaningful connections that will last a lifetime is not maybe i would say is more challenging but tribe design like we're all like all the people right now in this house are the ones that I've met through tribe designs. <laughs> most people that I engage with are the ones I met with tribe design because they there was some kind of a connection of people who want to push their limit in so many different ways. But also, we all understand that we may, even though we may think differently, we're, there's some kind of a symbiotic connection we all have. And we consistently show up at these retreats to go full in, to connect deeper and create these intimate connections heartful connections into me you see into me you see and Intimacy. that's that's the biggest thing that's why i'm so much more excited like for me what 2000 i said for myself 2018 was a year of festivals and now i'm like oh now i'm done with festivals i want to go to some <laughs> i want to meet people i want to see people i want to celebrate with people at the more um intimate and smaller settings now you are the festival now i am the festival i'm the <laughs> retreat i'm everything <laughs> and uh man you said something that reminded me of my download from the big island especially when you're talking about if you uh, if you want something bring it man uh, this is what i've learned from the big island or i was reminded i feel like if god was speaking to me through this island god said what you want give it what you want give it and uh that being said, G, thank you for giving so much energy. Your energy. Get it? Your inner energy. Thank you for your love, your just your unbridled um, energy. And the explosiveness of that energy and the calmness of that energy and the dynamicness of that energy. And uh, hearing the call that I put out there and still being here exploring that call. And now having even remembering the future of another of the best tribe design yet in Austin so that they only get better. And if anyone's interested in joining us, go to internationaltribedesign.com, put your application in the end, and you might hear from me or G before you know it. Absolutely. Much love to you. Aloha. Aloha. Uh, have mahalo. Fun in, have fun in Maui. My, my suggestion for G and anyone else that's going to Maui for the first time, if you're landing in OGG Kahului, there's two Gs in that airport right there, <clears throat> go straight to Eau Valley and get in the water there. Then that way you're acclimated from the flight. You know, you're going that high. See if you can get under the water. And that's some of the best rainwater on the earth. There's another beach for kite surfing that I was telling you, Kanaha. You can go there and then you can shoot up to Haleakala for sunset. And you'll have a dreamy day. And I can keep giving you more and more itinerary <laughs> as you go. It's seven hours to drive across that island. So there is plenty to see over there in Mother Maui. And, uh, yeah, I wish you the best. I pray for the best. And uh, let's keep it going. To be continued. To be continued. Sinner G. This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Aloha, everyone. I trust y'all are so enjoying these transmissions, becoming more of an est in a state of awe, more in a state of joy, bliss, blessed. The attitude of gratitude is growing in you. You're becoming a magnet for unavoidable success more and more every day. So you're experiencing life in the most heavenly way you ever have now. And that it only gets better from here on out. That's my prayer for us. And that we're uh, giving our gifts generally, generously, generously. That uh, our cups are spilling over. And if we want to get something to give it. I'll probably leave this outro the same for my episodes I'm recording out here on the Big Island. Because honestly, wow. It's been a lot to keep up with, with traveling with uh, our baby and Deanna and all these different climates. Like literally someone can drive to snow, to the beach, to the desert, to valleys, to rivers, all in one day on this island. And with my ambition for adventure, it's been pretty, it's been a pretty fun opportunity to stay grounded and also prioritize this podcast and my other projects that are built around my passion if you want to team up with me right now i think our number one offering i'm most excited about is uh on february 22nd we'll launch our next tribe design facilitator training for up to 22 people that what that looks like is a month-long virtual training it's awesome life-changing i mean if you're attached to 
seeking affirmations for your limitations or are you looking to surround yourself with people that don't hold you accountable to your highest, it's probably not for you. But if you're ready to go all in on your dreams and start living like today is the best day ever, and we're not sure how many days we'll have, but we're willing to go all in in the meantime, this is for you. If you want to cultivate the art of being able to design a tribe wherever in the world you go, that you just become a a magnet for connection and that you understand how to connect people, even if they don't agree with one another, able to uh, basically be a catalyst for heart sync over group think. If that's something you're looking for or being able to facilitate retreats that get you paid to share your passion in a way that feels good and makes like money more clean in my opinion. I think a lot of people think money is dirty because they're trading their time doing something they don't want to do to see numbers move on their screen. And that's one of those moments I would ask you to ask how much is making this money costing me? How much is saving money costing me? And just to treat money as there's no shortage of it because in reality money is made up and how can something made up be scarce? So I trust all these podcasts and transmission are getting you to go all in on your dreams and passions beyond your stories around money, time, or space because those seem the cultural norms that most people are ready to break through to start living a more liberated life rather than under someone else's ploy. So if this resonates with you, go ahead and send your application in today at internationaltribedesign.com and one of our awesome team members will get back to you to explore if you're a good fit because if you are, we want you to start running retreats around the world, designing tribes based on what lights you up the most. Build the people and the places will come. And that seems to be a real reality here. While I've been out here in Hawaii, so many people want to show me their the lands they're stewarding, the retreat centers they're building, the ideas around designing functional tribes that are thriving rather than the vicious circle of some of the cultures that are not working. It's been such an inspiring trip, and uh, I'm, I'm wanting to team up with the people that are taking the time out of their day to tune in and listen to these ideas about Breaking Normal. And if you're ready to take action, hit me up, breakingnormal.com. I trust if, if you're feeling the call, we'll see you in Austin and uh, we'll get you trained to start facilitating your own events and maybe some even tribe designs. That's what's happening in Austin. Three people that have gone through the program are actually facilitating this event. And our intention is to show up as either supporters or a special guest, but more as a um, as experiencing the experience as an attendee, like maybe you who's listening will be. So if you're ready to celebrate life in a tribe design in one of the greatest places on earth, the greatest time to be there, I'm trusting I'll see you in my inbox or I'll see an application from you and we'll get ready to party in all the cool ways, in all the ways that make everything better. This is not like an experience of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like what happens at a tribe design upgrades everything forever. Hmm. Aloha, y'all. Keep breaking normal.